0: Don't be afraid, lock the doors, turn out the lights, and climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly
1: Dead Time Stories. Parks can range from compact urban spaces to sprawling green expanses with playgrounds and sports facilities. Each park has a different personality, but all are usually safe, enjoyable, and well-maintained. Whether looking for some personal space, place to play, socialize, or just take a walk, a park is the perfect location. Some parks, though, may have a little more than grass and playgrounds, such as the case of today's topic, the Green Park in London, England. The Green Park, which lies between Hyde Park and St. James Park, has a more subdued atmosphere than its often busier neighbors, and this tranquil place offers a peaceful refuge from the city. Its ghosts seem to have faded away now, but not so long ago, there were many tales of supernatural beings haunting these grounds. The first record of the park comes from 1554, And it was enclosed by charles ii a little more than a century later originally called upper st james park it had by 1746 became known as the green park in years gone by duels were occasionally fought here and as with hyde park there is a tale that the ghostly echo of one such fight can still be heard on 11th of january 1696 the chill air reverberated to the ring of clashing sword blades as Sir Henry Cote fought with Robert Bowfielding, Fielding, a notorious rake and a lover of the Duchess of Cleveland. The duel was fought in the vicinity of the Duchess's residence, Bridgewater House at the western end of Cleveland Row. At its climax, Sir Henry was run through with the blade, although not fatally. Each year at dawn on the anniversary of the duel, The sounds of the struggle are supposedly replayed, drifting on the winter mist across the damp, icy grass. But perhaps this ghostly reenactment has run its course. Mark Wasilewski is the park manager for both the Green Park and the St. James Park, and he knows these parks well, having worked them for many years. He reported in July of 2006 that neither he nor his staff knew of any reports of the ghostly battle being heard, or had even been aware of this legend. Several sinister tales were once told of trees in the green park. One tree in particular had a decidedly gloomy reputation. Sometimes it was referred to as the tree of death. It was apparently shunned by both humans and animals. People felt uneasy in its vicinity, and a powerful aura of melancholy and grief emanating from it would overwhelm anyone who approached too close. It was said that several people had committed suicide by hanging themselves from the twisted, ancient branches. That children would not play nearby, birds would not land there, and dogs wouldn't even urinate on it. Walkers passing by would look back uncomfortably, sensing that they were being watched or followed. Occasionally, they would glimpse a tall, darkly clad figure standing beside the gnarly trunk. This creature just stared at them. A figure that had mysteriously disappeared if they glanced back a second time as with the legend of the ghostly duel however the current park staff are unaware of this story and could shed no light on where this tree stands if indeed it still does yet the tree's black reputation was once very well known in 1973 peter underwood recorded that he once talked to two park attendants who swore to him that they had heard various strange voices from the tree. There was the harsh and loud sound of a male voice that would abruptly cease as soon as the listener became aware of it, as well as a sinister low and cunning laugh and also the despairing sound of a soul in agony. As for why the tree would possess such an evil nature, some have speculated that it was somehow linked with the burial of lepers from the old leper hospital that stood on the site of St. James Palace. The theory is that by some uncanny process, all of the accumulated misery and pain of those wretched souls seeped from the remains into the earth, from whence it was taken up into the roots of the tree, absorbed and incorporated into its very essence. Another tree was once known to some of the vagrants who frequented the Green Park as the Pig Tree. This was allegedly haunted by a terrifying apparition whose pale hate-filled eyes glared out from a hideous face described as pig-like but with a wolf's mouth and snout. The thing was hairless, white, and naked with the body of a repulsive woman. The story told was that on more than one occasion a vagrant had gone to sleep beneath the tree and sometime during the night had died literally from being frightened to death. Less sinister was the phantom reportedly seen by a man on a wet July afternoon shortly before the First World War. As he walked through the green park along a broad path running parallel with Piccadilly, a tall, gray-haired man caught up with him and then passed him. The first man immediately felt like there was something odd about the other man, who despite the rain was without any hat or overcoat, strangely dressed in evening clothes combined with a pair of dancing shoes. It also struck him that although his own footsteps made a quiet but distinct crunching sound as he walked on the damp path, the other man's footsteps were eerily quiet. The figure continued walking ahead of him as they approached the intersection of several paths and he wondered which direction the man would choose. But as he watched, the figure became fainter and fainter and then simply faded away completely, leaving the man staring in bewilderment at the empty path ahead. There are several stories as to the identity of this man. Some say that he was shot in the park and others say that he poisoned himself on a bench within the park. This story began sometime around the beginning of the 20th century. Yet another old ghost story from this park concerned a certain seat reputedly haunted by a terrifying apparition. A crazed-eyed old man trying to cut his own throat with a broken razor. Fortunately, most people did not see this apparition directly, but many who sat there had the uncomfortable feeling that something was glaring at them. And as a result, visitors to the Green Park learned to shun this seat. By 1920, the seat and its resident phantom had long since been removed. and Today, it seems that the Green Park's other ghostly inhabitants are also long departed from this pleasant oasis of calm in the midst of London.
0: to take on a vampire.